Parshas Nisavim Vayelech, Career of Speaking. In this week's Sedra, Hashem declares that the Torah is not difficult to keep. It is neither hidden from you nor distant from your reach. It is not high up in the heavens or across the sea. Nitzavim. And not only fulfilling all the mitzvahs maiseus, but even to achieve all the great ideals that the Torah demands of us is not out of reach. Lo rechokahi mimcha. It's not far away from you. Ki hadavar me'od. Actually, it's something very close to you. The Torah is telling us here that achieving greatness is something within arm's reach for everyone. It's right here. All you have to do is grab hold of it. However, when we look around, when we look at our own Avoidus Hashem too, it doesn't appear to be that way. Karov me'od, very close. The Torah demands from us so much greatness, so much perfection of mind and character. It's endless what we're expected to achieve in this world. Ahavas Hashem, Yiras Hashem, Devekis, to be aware of Him always, to fear Him, to feel gratitude towards Him, to love His Torah and His people. There's so much to accomplish. To us, it seems so far away, so far out of reach. How could the Torah say such immense responsibility is very close to us? Now pay good attention to our Pasuk, because that's the question it's coming to answer. Achieving Torah ideals is not difficult. It's not hidden and distant from you, only that you have to start out in the right way. How is it very close to you? With your mouth and with your mind to do it. There are three words here, and they indicate three separate stages. Number one is bificha, with your mouth. It means you have to talk. We'll soon explain that. The second is bilvavcha, in your heart. It means your thoughts. In Lashon Kodesh, heart always means the thoughts, because genuine thoughts are always backed up with hargasha, with feelings. And the third stage is la'asoto, to do it. So again, it's Bificha, your mouth, then Bilvavcha, your thoughts, and finally, La'asoto, to accomplish. The Torah is telling us here the way to accomplish things in this world. The first step is Bificha, to say it with your mouth, by means of expressing with your mouth the great Torah ideals, by repeating them again and again. Little by little, those words have an effect on Bilvavcha, on your mind. It's Torah psychology. I say the word psychology, Lahavdil, today they call it auto-suggestion, but it's an ancient Torah teaching. Our great teacher, the Chayvisel of describes the principle as follows. Hamachshava nimsheches acharadibur. Your thoughts are pulled along by your words. It means that the way you talk that's the way you're going to think. It doesn't mean immediately, but over time, the way you talk will influence the way that you think. Your mind begins to think along the lines of your words. And there's nothing more important than that, because your mind is who you really are. The Chayvah says that most of the achievements that a man accomplishes in this world is by means of his thoughts. Thoughts 
are supreme. And the way to create a mind is by saying words. Beficha, you'll speak. Ubilvavcha, and it will transform your mind. La Asoso, in order to make a new person out of you. The greatest accomplishment you could make in this world is by making something out of yourself. And by means of speaking the right words, in the course of time, you'll become a different personality. The ability to talk is one of the most outstanding features of humanity, and it's something unique to mankind. Don't listen to what they tell you in National Geographic and the New York Times. Never will they teach a gorilla to speak. The Koach Hadibur, the ability to speak words, belongs only to us. And what we're learning now is that its purpose is not merely for communicating one with the other. One of the prime purposes of the gift of speech is the opportunity to create a Torah mind. And that's because the mind works best in tandem with the mouth. Actually, when we think, in a minor way, the organs of speech are formulating. Your larynx, your palate, your tongue are being activated even while you are thinking. It may come as a surprise to what I'm saying to you, but most of our thinking is verbalized in the organs of speech, even if we're not expressing the words. But as we are thinking, the organs of speech are functioning in a sublimated way. That's why when your mouth is busy eating, it's harder to think. When you are busy chewing and swallowing, your speech organs are busy doing something else. And that makes it harder to think. It's possible, but it's more difficult. And therefore, speech is the perfection of the thought process. The best way for a person to sharpen his thoughts is by means of expressing them with his mouth. And therefore, if you actually say the words instead of just thinking them, it becomes so much clearer, it brings the ideas into clearer focus. So even though you might be thinking some noble thought, nevertheless, by articulating, by saying with your mouth the noble ideals that you're thinking in your mind, you're making it so much more real to you, and it becomes so much more effective in transforming who you are. I'll give you a mushal, something that's approachable to you. When Rosh Hashanah comes, so we'll stand all day saying, Hashem Melech, Hashem Malach, Hashem Yimloch Lo'ilam Void. What are we doing? We should say it once and finished. We agree, he's the king. What's with Hashem Melech all day long? HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs us to proclaim him king like we need a hole in our shoe. He was always the king and he'll always be the king. He doesn't need us to coronate him. The answer is that we're talking to ourselves. We're putting into our minds, into our feelings, that he's the one and only. And that's why we say it so many times. Because the repetition, saying it again and again, puts it more firmly into our mind. Beficha, you say it. Ubilvavcha, and it gets etched into your neshama. You say it again, Hashem Melech, and it's etched in a little deeper. That's the purpose. All day long we stand on our feet and shout, Hashem is our king, because we want to bring it into our seichel. It's our hergeshim, into our emotions, that he's the king. Now you should know that our great men practiced this from the earliest days. Look into Hillim. David Melech was always talking to himself. Bar chinavshi es Hashem. My soul, bless Hashem. Halalinavshi es Hashem. My soul, go wild over Hashem. 
He's talking to himself. He wasn't saying it in a public to an audience. He said it privately. That was David HaMelech's system. He was constantly urging himself to speak more. He said, Omer la Hashem machsi umsudati. I will say to Hashem, you are my protection. You are my fortress. Why does it have to say, I will say? It should be, you Hashem are my fortress. But it doesn't say that. It says, I have to say to Hashem, you Hashem are my protection. Because David was training himself to speak out the words. I will always be saying this. David wasn't merely expressing the greatness that he already had in his mind. He was expressing these words in order to make his mind great. That's one of the methods David used to achieve perfection. Now I can't tell you how David became great. It's too much for me. But that's certainly one of the methods that he followed. By means of Beficha, speaking words, and from his mouth, it became Bilvovcha. It penetrated into his mind. It became so real to him that he became a new person because of that. He wasn't David any longer. Now he was David Avdi. David, my servant. And that's why we daven with words. People always ask me here, why can't we daven with our thoughts? Hashem knows what we're thinking. Why do we have to express it in words? So the Chavis Lovavis answers that by saying great words. We think great thoughts. The words we use make us think. They sharpen our thoughts. That's why it's called tefillah. Tefillah comes from the word pilel, to think. And mispalel, it's called the reflective form in diktuk, means to cause yourself to think. That's why every day we retrace David's footsteps by repeating the Shire David Avdecha. We repeat his great words over and over again. Because if we say them properly, of course, if you're just davening up the words, just saying the words without any thought, then it's nothing. But if you're saying the words of David Amelech with the intention of utilizing the Koach Hadibur, so then our minds become shaped in that direction. And all of those ideals that David spoke about become part of our minds. A little bit of the aroma of David's personality enters into our minds. That's why the Chavis said, it's a good idea to say Tehillim when nobody is around and to say it with emotion, not to say a whole yom. No, say it slowly, slowly with emotion. You can become great from Tehillim. I remember when I was a boy, I used to go to a certain shul, and Shabbos between Mincha and Mariv, they didn't eat Shalosh Sudas in the shul. They sat, and they said Tehillim. They said it slowly. Every word was a diamond. They were putting diamonds into their minds. That's why I say that it's not good to have a niggin without words. It should always be with words. And you're saying the words over and over again, not because you want to hear the niggin, not because you want to maintain the tune, the high part and the low part. No, you want to maintain the words in your heart, deeper and deeper. The fact that you're repeating the words should be utilized by you, absolutely. Each time you say it, it's with conviction, with the intention that the ideals of the deeper words should be pressed deeper and deeper into your neshama. And as those words are repeated by you, they gain a firm hold in your mind, and you become a different person as a result. 
Now this yisud of b'ficha u'bilvavcha la'asoto is such an important principle that no matter how much I aggrandize this idea to you, I'm not overstating it. We could sit here for hours and hours, for days on end, and it would still be too big of a field for us to treat in its entire spectrum. But one thing is certain, that it's an Eitzah Haguna Ad Me'od. It's a very important piece of advice. And therefore, we should make it our business that from now on, this Pasuk should be a Yisod in our lives because there are endless forms of greatness we can achieve by means of this principle of Hamachshava Nimsheches Achara Dibur. Let's say, for instance, you wish to become a Yere Shamayim. Who doesn't want that? Everybody would like to be a Yere Shamayim. Only that it seems very far away from us. It's way up high in the heavens. Or it's far, far away from us. Somewhere over the sea. If only we knew how to get there. And meanwhile, life is passing us by. One year. Another year. Another year. A decade. And nothing is happening. But we're learning now that It's very close to you. It's Beficha. By means of your mouth, you can create a mind of a Yerushalayim and make something from yourself. Now that doesn't mean you just say, I'm a Yerushalayim and finished. No, it takes more work than that. But if you're willing to make the effort, it actually is karovelecha. Yerushalayim means that you feel that Hashamayim is right here, that Hashem is looking at you. That's what it means to be a Yer HaShamayim. It means you are aware of the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's very important to know that He is looking at you. And it's true, too. But who feels that it's so? Nobody is talking about it, and nobody is thinking about it either. It's a lost art today, because nobody is doing anything about it. So what's the solution? It's by means of the words of your mouth. You want to be a Yer HaShamayim? The first thing is to gain an appreciation of the fact that Hashem is looking at you. The eyes of Hashem are looking everywhere. Zechariah. He's looking. No question about it. David HaMelech says it too. Hashem Mishamayim Hishkif. Al Odom. He's looking down from the heavens. Tehillim. And the first step in the right direction is to say it. So if you're walking down the avenue by yourself, say, Hashem is looking at me right now. Nobody should hear you. Say it to yourself. Hashem, I know that you're looking at me right now. Not only once, Hashem is looking at me. He's looking at me. He's looking at me. Say it again and again. And tomorrow, you'll try it again. Now at first, you don't have any attitude at all of accepting it. You don't really feel what you're saying. So say it anyhow. Because the words that you are saying with your mouth are going to inscribe these truths into your heart. It's only a little beginning. But if you don't say it, you'll never start out in the career of being Ayere Shamayim. The first step is to say it with your mouth. And then the ideal begins to percolate into your mind, and that changes who you are. It makes you an entirely new person. What about becoming a person who loves Torah? Why not? 
It's a great accomplishment to become an Ohib Torah. You have to train yourself to love the Torah. Ani Ohave Ehav, the Torah said. I love those who love me. Mishlei. Not only those who learn me, those who love me. Here's a yeshiva man who spends all day long in the yeshiva learning the Torah. Did he ever say, I love the Torah? Not once in your lifetime. You'll say, it's silly. Sure, I love the Torah. But you never even thought about it. You surely don't actually love the Torah. Ice cream you love. Chocolate cake you love. But Torah, you don't love it. It's out of the question. He's learning the Torah. Why? He has to do it. Maybe it's an obligation, a mitzvah, or he's ambitious to become a Talmud Chacham. Very good. That's important too. But whatever it is, it's not because he loves the Torah. Now, how do you love the Torah? Start saying it. Say, Ma'ahafti Torah How much I love your Torah, Hashem. So whenever you open a sefer in the yeshiva, wherever you are, say, I love the Torah. Constantly. I love the Torah. You're passing by a yeshiva, a base medrash. You can't go in now because you'll miss the bus. But you can say it. I love the shas that is in that shtibel. I love the Chamishachum Sheitoira. Little by little, the love of the Torah begins to take shape in your mind. And soon, it becomes a pleasure to read the Torah. That's why on Tisha B'Av, when you cannot eat and you cannot bathe, you cannot study Torah either, because it's a pleasure. People today are surprised when they hear that. What's the pleasure of learning Torah? On the contrary, just like we fast on Tisha B'Av, We should also force ourselves to learn. We afflict ourselves by learning Torah. The answer is that we don't understand. Torah is a pleasure, a real pleasure, only that we don't realize it. And one of the ways to gain that attitude is by speaking about it. Suppose you're sitting in a waiting room waiting to be called on, either by the businessman that you're visiting or some other executive, or maybe you're in the dentist's office and you're waiting. So while you're sitting there, you have the good sense to practice. Make sure nobody is around. Otherwise, they'll think something is wrong with you. You'll say to yourself something out loud. Say aloud. I love the Torah, Sashem. I love every word of the Torah. If you'll say it over and over again, you're making your mind great. Every time you say it, it's another diamond that is waiting for you in the world to come. Isn't it worth coming here just to hear this? Because people are recklessly wasting precious minutes of their life. The minutes tick off on the clock of life. Now imagine you want to take the next step. Not only do you want to love the Torah, you want to love the one who gave us the Torah. Now that's a subject that's not spoken about enough. To love Hashem. Some people think that it's a subject for the Beis Yaakov girls. That's all. Oh no! After all, it's a commandment of the Torah. The Torah says, V'ahavta et Hashem elokecha. You should love Hashem your God. B'chol levavcha. With all of your mind. Every day you're saying it in the morning and then by Mariv and then again before you go to sleep. But when are you going to do it already? Suppose you're a man who's interested in this career of loving Hashem. So imagine now that you're walking in the street tomorrow and you remember the lesson we learned here tonight. That it's Karov Elecha 
Hadavar meod. That it's very close to you. Beficha ubilvav chala asoto. By means of your mouth, you can do it all. So as you walk, you say, nobody can hear you. They'll think you're a fool if they hear it. Walk in the street and say, I love you, Hashem. I love you, Hashem. You don't, but say it anyhow. And even though it's artificial and you're not head over heels in love with Hashem yet, say it anyhow. It's not b'chol lavavcha, with all your thoughts, but at least a little bit you're saying it. Say it with our mouth. Ich hub dir lib. Ribona shalaylam. I love you, Hashem. Say it in Yiddish, in Polish, in English. Just say it. I love you, Hashem. Ah! And it's a tremendous achievement. Because from Beficha, it makes its way, little by little, to Belvavcha. You'll say it again and again and again. And little by little, your personality begins to change. Some people never said it once in their lives. Not once in their whole life. Never once. What stupidity. You're going to wish you could come back to this world after 120 years. Oh, Hashem, how I'd like to go back just for one minute. Now I understand. I want to say it now. But Hashem says, it's too late, my friend. I gave you plenty of time on this earth. You didn't utilize your mouth to become great while you were still alive. Now I'm going to tell you something that's worth money. It's worth a thousand dollars to hear this right now. You know, some people kiss the mezuzah. It's very nice, but it's not enough. No. What matters is what's in the mezuzah. It's written in there. You should love Hashem. It's reminding you. It's telling you. When you pass the mezuzah, say, I love you, Hashem. Not only when you walk through the door, you're sitting on the couch. Take a look at the mezuzah over there and say the words. I love you, Hashem. When you're eating in the dining room, from time to time, look at the mezuzah and say, I love you, Hashem. Teach it to your children, too. Say, children, all together, let's say it. We love you, Hashem. They're embarrassed. They don't know if their friends' fathers do such things at the Shabbos table. But you say it anyhow. All the children in a chorus, boys and girls, all chime in and say, We love you, Hashem. Oh, you're planting a seed in their minds forever. Someday they'll remember. We once said that we love Hashem. And although we're far away from that ideal, at least we say the words and strive to come closer to it. We make a semblance, some superficial resemblance to love of Hashem. And little by little it becomes more and more sincere. As you continue to repeat it, you come to mean it after a while. When you're young, it's only words, but make no mistake about it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is listening, but not only is he listening, your mind begins to hear it too. And little by little, that love becomes part of your thoughts. You begin to love Hashem. And if you continue to say these words again and again and again, after a while, that fountain within you gushes up and you become a lover of Hashem. Oh, you're a different person now. You're not the same at all now. You're a different person altogether. Once you get going, you've transformed entirely. Now, one more subject. It's the very important subject of becoming a happy person in this world. And don't think it's a small thing. One of the great tragedies of mankind is that they don't appreciate the happiness of this world while they have it.
Life is full of joy. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu intended it for that purpose. He wants us to be happy. And that means that he wants you to learn how to enjoy life. Listen to me again. You must learn how to enjoy life. That's the big rub of life. Hashem made this world a world of happiness, a world of chesed. Oilam chesed yebane. And yet most of the world is not enjoying themselves. It's a pity, a big question. Why is it that the world does not know how to enjoy life? And the answer is that nobody is speaking about it. David HaMelech said, Ki amarti, I said, Oilam chesed yebane. The world is made for kindliness. I say it, said David HaMelech. He made sure to speak about this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does things in this world for kindness, said David to himself again and again. Everything is ki le'olam chasto. Now most people who have come here for some time have already gained an inkling of the duty of gratitude. At least a little bit. They understand the obligation to actually feel grateful to Hashem. Well, certainly I'm grateful, someone says. What are we wasting time for? But that's just a blank check. A man gives a check to the store. A blank check. Trouble is, there's no money in the bank. It's only when you back it up with a genuine feeling of enjoyment in this world. That's when gratitude means something. It is a very big subject because it includes all the phenomena in this world. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting to hear from you. If it's a nice day outside... Be happy. If it's a good day, then you should make sure to be happy. What does that mean? Make sure to be happy. If it's good, then I'll be happy. What do I need the Pasuk for? Oh yes, you need it. It's telling you to say, It's such a nice day today. I am so happy. Not like people say, But they don't think what they're saying. It's just a formality. Say Hashem, Baruch Atah for a beautiful day. Ah, now you're talking. It takes a long time before the day is finished. You can thank him a number of times for the beautiful day. Thank you, Hashem, for a beautiful day. Ah, it's a beautiful day today. It's such a happy day. Now it's getting into your head. You'll become a happy person. Let's say you're walking into the sunshine. Everybody enjoys the sunshine by instinct. But if you don't stop to talk about it, then your enjoyment is minimal. It says, Umatok ha'or, how sweet is the light. V'tov la'inayim lirot ha'shamesh. How pleasant it is for the eyes to see the sun. It's actually a lot of fun to walk in the sunshine. But if you don't talk about that then, you only have a minimal pleasure, like the pleasure of a cat sitting on the sidewalk and basking in the sun. But if you begin to formulate it in your mind, you think about how beautiful the sunlight actually is, this cascade of gold that is pouring down upon us, and you're really bathing in it, and you begin to talk about it. So those words that come out of your mouth cause the pleasure to increase 100-fold. You'll start enjoying life much more than otherwise if you say it with your mouth. How sweet is the sunlight? You'll begin to actually enjoy the sunlight to a much greater extent. 
and maybe it's freezing, and a blast of cold wind is piercing your clothing, and still the sun is shining. You walk on the sunny side of the street when it's cold, don't you? So as the sun is shining, first you think how good it is to get this additional warmth. And then you say with your mouth, Thank you, Hashem, for giving me a sun. It's such a pleasure that you're giving it to me. The sunlight and the heat, the wind too. When you feel the wind blowing, whether it's a zephyr or a breeze, enjoy and remind yourself with your mouth that it's a pleasure. The winds freshen the air, takes away the stale air and brings the fresh air. When the wind blows, enjoy the fresh air and express your gratitude by means of speech. You won't be the same person anymore because when you formulate something with your words, with your mouth, when you verbalize it, it's an entirely different experience. Sometimes you have a good thought, but the thought is not going to affect you enough. It's wonderful to have a good thought, very good, but it's a type of weak emotion. But if you say that good thought, it becomes so much stronger. It brings the idea into much sharper focus. Now, when it's raining, that's also a beautiful day. Oh, it's beautiful when diamonds are falling from the sky. It's a miracle when it rains. Where does it come from? Pure water. And the earth needs it. Life-giving drops. It means that next spring, all the trees will bloom again. So all the apples will start coming out. And the pears and peaches and cherries. And all the good things will come out because of the rain that comes today. And not only pears and peaches and flowers, but babies will come of the rain. Where does a baby come from? The mother who was drinking water and drinking milk and eating bread. All that because of the rain. When a baby is born, most of him is water. So when it rains, actually people are coming down. Did you ever think about that? When it rains, it's people coming down from the sky. All of us sitting here once came down when it rained. We are 80% water. Where does the water come from? It came from the clouds. So when it rains, all the future generations are coming down from the sky. And two years later... You'll see baby carriages on the street, and they're full of rainwater. All the babies you see are the result of the rain from the days of rain that you appreciated. And years later, you'll see buses. You know the buses of children going back and forth from yeshivas? It's all the rain. It's a fact of chemistry. You can't deny it. And so... When you see rain, don't make a mistake and just think some vague thoughts. Say, Baruch Hashem, it's wonderful that it's raining. It's the miracle of life. By means of speaking the right words all your life, you'll train yourself to be genuinely happy. You have to say to yourself the words. Say the words, Hashem, I am so happy that I can see. Did you ever say those words? Never. Not to mumble, meh, 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 Every morning you roll off a whole list. You hardly think what you're saying. No, that's not how to become happy. That's futility. You're not living right, because if you don't speak about it, it's that much harder to appreciate. You have to express the words with sincerity. And you have to say it, not once. You have to say it many times, many times, until finally you wake up in the morning and you'll be ecstatic with the glorious joy of the ability to see. Finally, 
when you come to that, let's say 50 years from now, you'll see, you will say, ay, 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 it's such a simcha to see. Someday, it shouldn't happen to you, but some people look back at the good old days when they were able to see what a happiness it is to see. If they could see again, they would be delirious with joy. Here's a true story. One, a man was blind and an accident happened that he suddenly regained his eyesight. It's a true story. He became almost meshuggah with happiness to see. Seeing is fun. Seeing is happiness. It's a joy to see. Just to see is a pleasure. To look with your eyes is a pleasure. How can you live all your life and not experience the joy of seeing? Not only seeing the beloved ones among you, seeing your children's faces, seeing your wife, seeing everybody else. No, not only that, just seeing in general is a happiness. But if you never make the effort to think about it and express it with your mouth, you'll never experience it to its fullest. That's how it is with everything. Let's say you're well now. You're well. You have no headache right now. You have no appendicitis. You have no heart trouble. You're well. Baruch Hashem, I'm well. Do you appreciate what that means? Chas v'shalom, someday you might look back and say, Oh, those good old days. I'm so sorry. When I had perfect health, I could have been very happy. I didn't enjoy life. Enjoy the fact that you have a home. You're coming home tonight to a house. As soon as you walk into the house, say, that I'm not going to sleep on the railroad tracks tonight. I'm going to sleep in a bed tonight. You know how many people are going to sleep on the railroad tracks tonight? Oh, plenty of people. People who don't have any homes. Homeless. Very many people are in jail, Nebuch. A lot of people are in jail. Baruch Hashem, I have a home to go home to at night. Baruch Hashem, you have so many things. You have food to eat. You have clothing to wear. You have fingers and eyebrows and ears. You have electric lights. Did you ever stop to thank Hashem for a light? An electric light. Every Moitzei Shabbos you make a bracha. What's that bracha for? Just a ceremony? You're thanking Hashem for artificial light. You never stop to say thank you to Hashem for artificial light. In the olden times, who had artificial light in the ancient time? They used to go to sleep early when the sun set. Now we have artificial lights. You won't appreciate it fully if you don't speak about it. We have so much. The more we speak about, the more we become happy with what we have. Ezuhu Ashir. Who is the truly wealthy person? Hasameach Bechelko. He who rejoices in what he has. That's the solution to most of people's problems. Rejoice! It's a very big job, a very big function, because there are so many things to thank Hashem for right now. So let's get busy speaking to ourselves. How lucky I am to have this. How fortunate I am to have this. How happy I am! If you have any sense, you'll listen to these words now. And maybe you'll even do it. As soon as you walk out of here tonight, you should try it. 
because you have to think. Someday there'll come a time when I won't be able to talk anymore. You know, death is called silence. Yorde Duma, those who go down to silence. David HaMelech said, Please Hashem, save me from death. I shouldn't be among the Yorde Duma, those who go down into silence. That's a great tragedy. When a man's life is over, and now he knows of the opportunities that he lost. The opportunities he had to express himself. To say what he should have said. Oh, you'll say, I wish I could come back again to this world for a little while and continue the career. Or start the career of putting great ideals into my mind by means of speech. But it's too late now. And even though he goes to Gan Eden and he lives a happy existence, he's always going to regret the words that he didn't say. In the next world, the Neshama continues. But the Neshama yearns to come back again for one moment. If it could come back to this world for one moment and say these noble words, I love you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, for the clouds. I love your Torah, Hashem. Hashem, Melech. Just for that alone the neshama would surrender a great part of its happiness in the afterlife. And so, let's make a commitment to ourselves to use it while we still have it. We're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, give us life, please give us another year of life. So let's commit ourselves to making use of the great gift of speech that only mankind has. As long as we're still breathing, we will verbalize all of these important ideals and make from ourselves new personalities. Hashem says, I put you into this world to accomplish. That's what it says. Asher bara elokim la'asot. The world is made to do. It's a world of doing. And that's why every minute is so precious. Because you can accomplish so many things. And one of the easiest ways of doing it is by saying the right things. It's karov elecha hadavar me'od. It's so close to you. Beficha, you'll speak. Ubilvavcha, and it gives you a new mind. La soso, and you'll accomplish in this world. You'll become something. Have a wonderful Shabbos.